Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm a survivor. I am your host, Misty. I'm glad that you've decided to come in and listen. And if you're new here, thanks for coming in. Um, And so if you're just one of those that's been along for the ride, thanks for being here too. Um, But today's episode, um, well, first of all, if you're in any kind of danger, do not listen to this podcast. Please hang up, dial 911, get your safety plan and... um, in order um this is the national domestic violence hotline number i like to give that out for information it's 1-800-799-7233 again that number is 1-800-799-7233 also domesticshelters.org um they can find you a shelter near you if you're having an issue finding somewhere to be they can also uh, find programs that are near to you if you're needing a program with domestic violence or any help with that so give give them a um give them a uh, look see you can find them online at domesticshelters.org they're a wonderful program a wonderful website and um I personally know the people that run it. They're wonderful humans. Um, today's guest is Carrie Lee. And I almost said Zara Lee. I don't know why. Um, but uh, she is a survivor, a coach, and a motivational speaker. And if I have her permission now, we'll start recording. Yes, you do. Okay, cool. All right. Um, all right, Carrie. Um, if you want to, I'll kind of give you the platform and just kind of uh, let you introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them all about you. Absolutely. Yep. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you, oh. are you yeah, 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 yeah. I'm listening. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so my name is Carrie Z, and I want to thank you, first of all, for the introduction and um, for the message that you sent there about, you know, safety first, that's a, that's pretty much my philosophy. My, my number one core value is safety first. Um, so I want to, uh, thank you for sharing that information and prioritizing that for folks. Um, but yeah, as Missy said, my name is Carrie Z. I am a motivational speaker, a life coach, and a former corporate ladder climber. So I worked for over a decade in corporate America with, um, in leadership role there. I'm an engineer by trade. I'm a licensed professional engineer. I'm also certified associate project management. Uh, I've been trained in quality process improvement. And then I made that move into a leadership role. And I was doing that for a good portion of my career. And then um, just during the pandemic of 2020, I I decided I needed to make some major changes in my life and and live truer to who I was. Um, Part of that was after coming out of this abusive relationship, you know, it, it's usually when we we take a moment to look into our lives and say, okay, how did I get myself here and what do I want the rest of my life to look like? And so I um, decided to, to switch gears and follow my, my heart and become a motivational speaker and a life coach. So uh, that's what I'm doing now, but I found Misty here. I found you, you on your podcast, We Connected, and I uh, wanted to come on here and share my story of um, the uh, abusive relationship that I was in. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, if you want to, just kind of briefly, you know, share some of the things that you went through and that you struggled with throughout your relationship. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I wanted to really come on here and share because I, I think that, you know, my background and growing up, whenever I heard about domestic violence, 
Um, I, you know, I remember watching all of these movies on Lifetime in the 90s where they were like real stories of women and these abusive relationships. And then J-Lo even had enough come out. And I just remember watching all of this and thinking, oh, domestic violence is this really big, outward, volatile type of situation that, that always involves um, physical abuse or screaming. And there's these... Um, it, you know, it just seemed like something when you would watch that and you go, yeah, this is super obvious observing here that this is not a good situation. And, and then you start asking yourself, how do people get into these situations? Why don't they just leave? And so I wanted to come on here and share my story because um, my relationship only turned physically abusive one time. And while they were they had their hands around my wrist, uh, both wrists, and they were shaking me so violently. They ended up leaving bruised fingerprint, fingerprint bruises on my wrist. And the entire time they were shaking me and they were in my face and they're yelling at me, you know, why do you make me so angry that I have to, that I have to hurt you like this? And the entire time that was happening, I was apologizing. I, I was saying, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be so annoying. I don't mean to upset you in this way. And this was very early on in the relationship, only after just a few months. Um, so I wanted to come on here and share my story to talk about really the emotional manipulation and the, the mental manipulation, this whole big screw up that happens um, in your head, the way that these abusers can get you so turned around that you don't even realize that you're being abuse so i wanted to share some of the events of of how that happens and you get to the point where you are apologizing to the person who is abusing you yeah that's called gaslighting and it's a narcissistic move you know that they make you feel like everything's your fault you know it is and, and i want to you know i want to just share with people because i know that you might want to question or doubt yourself and think how did I let this happen to myself and then we start beating ourselves up about it and and I just want to come on here and say again they, they are master manipulators and, and you don't even realize it's happening you know I, I used to think like I'm, I'm a smart person at least logically um, as an engineer I can make connections between A, a and B and um and then I look back and I'm like wow how, how did I miss this right and we mm -hmm. just all think um there was something wrong but then I've been now disconnected from it for uh, long enough that I can look back at it pretty pretty clearly see it on paper and go wow I, you know great appreciation for the way that abusers can manipulate um and, and with talking with a therapist you know I understood that in those conversations that you're having about your life and your future when you're trying to bond and say this is what I want for my future and this is where, where I want to go and what I envision for my life the manipulator hears that and they start crafting their story right from day one and and they take advantage of what they know is going to happen whenever you're trying to make connection with people you know when you're going on dates and you're just talking about general life stuff they hear that and they start crafting an entire narrative they hear your hopes and dreams 
and they pluck you out, right? And they say, oh, here's somebody who has their stuff together. Here's somebody, I like what they're saying. Here's somebody that I can use. And that's entirely on them. They are the ones who are hearing that and now saying, okay, you've just shared your hopes and dreams with me. I'm gonna now spin some narrative to tell you that I want the same thing. Um, and so it truly, truly happens from the very beginning. And, and that's not on us, right? That's not on the person who's opening up and being vulnerable and having those conversations. So I want to tell anybody right up front, that's not on you. Continue to do that, right? And continue to do it. But we do have to kind of see, um, you know, what's happening on the other end there and, and whether or not people are being genuine with us. Um, it's, um, your, your story is a little bit more interesting than, you know, what you, you've actually said so far in this being, because, you know, normally the norm is men abuse women. So tell us a little bit more about why yours is unique. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was leaving a surprise here yeah. for you. So, yeah. um, my, my last partner was actually a woman mm. and I think that's what played into me not recognizing what was happening up front because it wasn't what I was expecting. She wasn't the picture of a narcissist. She wasn't the picture of an abuser, not the one that I had in my head anyway from all of those movies that I had seen. And she even came into it. um, uh, One of the ways that she kind of convinced me that, that she wasn't was um, by telling me her own stories of abuse and her own, um, you know, dealings with a narcissistic parent and, and that sort of thing. And, and so it was, oh, I, I have anxiety. And that became sort of the go-to excuse for any time I was being abused was that I was causing them to have anxiety. And I was like, I, I'm sitting here drinking coffee. I'm not exactly sure what I've done today to do that to you. Um, but there was a lot of that situation where they would just come out in the morning and say, why are you mad at me? And I'm like, whoa, I, what are you talking about? And then, well, now you're getting defensive or, you know, and it just mm-hmm. would spin so out of control and out of control. And I would be confused regularly, just wow. all the time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and that's exactly. usually how... So I want to caution people, if you are confused a lot about what's going on, if somebody just starts talking to you and your first thought is, I have no idea what's happening here, mm-hmm. um, that, that could be something that you want to look out for. Yeah, definitely. So how long was it like, was it like in that moment that you kind of felt like, okay, there's red flags here? You know what? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, well. So, you know, this is, this is, this is where I, I think part of it is, I guess I was so naive to the way that people can be manipulative and abusive mm-hmm. that I truly had no idea what was happening. So um, very early on in the relationship, I had said something just along the lines of like, I'm a terrible liar. I can't lie. You can always tell when I'm lying because I just can't keep a straight face. Or I was like, so I just don't even do it. And, and she actually said to me, um, oh, I'm an excellent liar. Ooh. She said I could lie directly to your face and hold that forever and you would never know. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Right. So did you, did you kind of feel like in that moment, did you kind of feel like, oh, okay, that was a good joke? Yeah, you know? exactly. I was like, all right, that's funny. Um, but yeah. you know, you just blast right through red flags. Yeah. Whenever you, you convince yourself that you're in love with somebody, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just, 
you don't necessarily always take it for exactly what they're telling you. Wow. Um, yeah, so that was super early on. We also had a situation, uh, and this I want to caution people too. So we had a situation very early in the relationship where they had, um, we talked about deal breakers. Mm-hmm. And they had actually crossed one of my deal breaker boundaries. And I ended the relationship, or I tried to. Uh, I said, you know where I stand on this and I'm done. And that's the first time that I really ignored, I guess, the um, the biggest red flag, which was the huge shows of affection and the apologies and the public displays that were like, let me make this right for you. Let me, you know, I'm going to have you witness me apologizing to the people that I've harmed. I'm going to have you witness me um, groveling or, you know, apologizing and, and trying to make this right in this really, really big showy manner. And I I was like, I'm, I'm not interested. I'm done. Like, you need to give me space because I'm not okay with this. And she just refused and started. And that's when it started with the, um, that's the first time we got the, uh, what did she say to me? Like, you know, relationships are, are hard mm-hmm. people make mistakes <laughs> you know you, you can't just walk away because I made a mistake we have to work through this and that's language that I hear a lot around relationships that people say oh oh, I made a mistake and I'm like this, this wasn't a mistake this was something that you did intentionally over weeks mm-hmm. um, but, but that's the narrative that we hear right that we yeah. need to try to make things work in relationships that we are going to have those kinds of problems and we need to push through them. And what I've since learned is that this was a test that she was putting me through, Mm. uh, something that she could see how much she could get away with. And I've just shown her, not only can you cross one of my deal breaker boundaries and then apologize, but I'm going to take you back. Mm -hmm. And so for two and a half years after that, that's what would happen every time I would get uncomfortable in a situation and say, I can't be in this relationship with you anymore. It was, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. You, you can't end this relationship over this sort of thing. Um, and that was the, that was the repetitive thing that happened in the relationship. So it wasn't necessarily physically abusive, but it was, as you mentioned, gaslighting just constantly. Like, um, I heard a lot of that's not what happened. You misheard me. I, I, I have an eidetic memory. So I'm the one who remembers all of the conversations that we've had, not you. And that's not what happened. Um, and so I just got to a point where I was like really twisted around. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so convinced that I was the person who was causing every single problem in the relationship. Um, I was convinced that I'm so annoying and frustrating that I make people want to physically hurt me. Oh, gosh. Mm. Well, you know what? And I'm sure those boundaries, you know, people that are narcissistic and that are manipulative, um, they do not like boundaries. They do not like to be set boundaries. They don't. They do not think that that a human being should be setting boundaries to them. They think that you know they can cross the line. You know, if if you if you say to them, "Look, I do not want you to yell at me. I do not want you to come at me in this approach," 
they find that offensive if you start mm-hmm. setting boundaries. And um, I've noticed that narcissistic human beings are quite like that. Um, they they are often um, they get angry over boundaries being set. Um, they do, they do. And again, you know, mine mine would use a, an anxiety thing, right? Like you're tapping into my anxiety here because you're setting this boundary and you're not sharing or you're not doing whatever. And um, you know, so there was a lot of that as well. And I just you know you're you're absolutely right though you ever say no to a narcissist oh it's on it's on yep and you know i remember one time too i i had um i was sitting on the couch and she came in the room and she says to me you know i don't feel i don't feel like you are loving and supporting me Mm -hmm. and i I just looked at her and i said what what do you mean (laughs) what is not what am I not showing you how am I not loving you you know tell me how tell me what you would like for me to do Um, because at that point I had quit my job I sold my house I sold all my belongings I moved across the country because we were now pursuing the dream that she told me that she wanted that that mythical made-up dream and we were chasing that and I was trying to make that happen for her which you know on my end um I shouldn't shouldn't have done quite what I did there, but I'm now sitting. I'm I'm jobless. I'm homeless. I've got nothing left to give to this human, and that's when she says to me, "I feel like you, you don't love and support me." Hmm. And I I just said, "What would love and support look like for you? Please tell me how I can love and support you better." And that did not get an answer. Um, you know, that, that did not get an answer. It, it got more of those, uh, circular conversations, right? Mm-hmm. It, because that's what happens too. They spin and spin and spin and you're right. talking for an hour and you're just like, did we accomplish anything? <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I have found that when you cut a person off and you set a boundary and you say you don't answer someone whether it be a text message, whether it be a conversation, because virtually you're not in for argumentation. You're not argumentative. You do not want an argument. Um, you have pretty well said your piece about how you feel, but the pe- that person continually just keeps on. That's a part of manipulative behavior. When you've set those boundaries up in place and they're continually not listening to your wishes, you know, no, this is not the way it's going to be. No, no, no. You know, and you've already said, I, look, I do not want to argue. Let's, let's communicate in a proper way. Oh my gosh, exactly right. And, and I got, I got that a lot too. You know, another mm-hmm. red flag here, the terms always or never, you know, you never listen to me or you always start a fight. Mm-hmm. And I heard that a lot too. Why do you always have to turn things into a fight? And I was just like, I didn't realize we were fighting. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to have a conversation with you right. to work through whatever issue seems to be the problem right now. Right. And I, I would mm-hmm. sit there and I'd say, okay, this is what just happened. Let's talk about how we got to this point. And, and the response would be, well, you always cause a fight about things and you're, you're always so this and you're always so that. And, and I'd just be sitting there like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I thought we were talking about this issue. 
yeah. and it would come back to me or something that I did. Yeah, yeah. And, Always and, a community. Yeah. And ultimately, that's what um, that's what ultimately got me out the door mm-hmm. was I, I caught them. Uh, I caught them in a lie. Mm-hmm. They'd been lying directly to my face for ten days about something, and I caught them in it. And when I when I asked them about it, they said. Well, I had to lie to you because I was afraid of how you were going to react. And I said, well, how how did you think I was going to react? What in our history has made you afraid of my reaction? Because I was very, I was actually happy when I found out what they were doing instead of what they were supposed to be doing. And and they were just like, well, I thought we were going to have an argument just like we're having right now. And I said, well, first of all, this is not an argument. I'm, I'm just asking you a question. Second of all, we're not arguing over the thing that you lied about. We're arguing over the fact that you lied to me. And they, that's when they were like, well, I had to lie to you because I was afraid of you. And I was just like, I, that I, this happened 20 minutes ago. I know that I did absolutely nothing that you should have ever been afraid of. Wow. You're not going to convince me, you know, this wasn't something that happened in long history that you mm-hmm. changed my, you know, that you were able to change the narrative and tell me that I had done something wrong. I was like, this happened 20 minutes ago. I'm well aware of how I reacted. And there was absolutely nothing that would have been scary for you in any way. You know, I was open and accepting and excited for you. Um, And that's when I finally said, I I can't be with somebody who's going to mistreat me and then tell me it's my fault that they're mistreating me right right yeah um a manipulator wants you to they lie so much and they try to twist things to make you look like you're the bad guy you're the Mm -hmm. one that's doing this they do not know how to communicate it's a whole big lie and it's just like circle talking like you can Mm -hmm. talk in circles for hours with someone and never Mm -hmm. get anywhere you're just you're just like treading water and never moving um, so yeah, yeah, and and I want you before we've got like I think nine minutes left on the podcast, but like if you had if you if there was a young lady out here and she was in the same situation you was in, um, or a young man either way, um, and they were being manipulative and in a in a narcissistic abusive relationship right now, what's one thing that you would say to that person? The advice you would give to that person, or you know, make a suggestion for them. So the one thing I want people to take away from this is it is not your fault. You have not done anything to deserve this. Um, You did not bring this into your life. Okay. This is wholly on the other person. And this is a really, really difficult thing to accept because you get to that point where you do think there's something that you've done that's caused them you know that's invited them into your life that's caused them to mistreat you you know when I went to therapy I said please tell me what I did to attract this human to me and that's what he told me was it was nothing that I did to attract them it was just me living my life being a good happy person And they took advantage of that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't want you to crawl into a hole. I don't want you to be afraid to be vulnerable and to meet people. And, you know, the next time you try dating and you start talking about your future, I don't want you to be afraid of doing that because of um, who that other person is. 
you know that don't don't let them change who you are fundamentally right that's that's really really good um really good advice and a very great you know thing that you've just said to someone uh, because you know virtually somebody's out here listening and they may be going through something similar um like you went through and also um before we end the podcast i want you to tell people um how to how to get in contact with you like if they want to like see you speaking or you know like put your social media stuff out there if you want people to hit you up or like Yeah, and I appreciate you giving me the chance to do that. First of all, thank you for bringing me on here and letting me share my story. I I think it's so important that we talk about this, that we all share our stories to tell people, Mm -hmm. hey, you're you're not crazy. You're not imagining things. This is a situation, and the more stories that we can get out there and share, the more we can reach people depending on what their situation is. So I want to thank you so much, first of all, for letting me come on here and talk. Definitely. You're so welcome. Uh, yeah, but but uh, as you know, Misty, we've talked a few times now. You know that I love to talk, and I'm a motivational speaker now. Yes, so. yes, ma'am. Um, so if you want to get in touch with me, uh, my website is uh, carryzcoaching.com. That's K-A-R-I-Z-E-E coaching.com. And I'm also on all social media platforms at carryzcoaching. Or you can email me directly, carry at carryzcoaching.com. So I try to make it as easy as possible for people to get in touch with me. Um, but I am a DEI empowerment coach. So my goal is to get a more diverse, equitable system in place by empowering those who have been torn down by the oppressive systems that we have in place, like, um, you know, like the patriarchy and sexism and racism and all those sorts of things. So I want to empower people to take back control of their lives. And I have an entire program, uh, my, my special burn method. I like to say, let's burn this whole system down. But, um, I am on Instagram most actively right now. I do public speaking events. I host workshops. I also do executive coaching with corporations. But my, my, um, my two things that I focus on are imposter syndrome and burnout prevention. Because like I said, safety first and preventing burnout is the way that I think we all take care of ourselves. It's a safety thing to make sure that we're living life in a nice, sustainable way. So um, that's how you can get in touch with me. If, if anybody's interested well that's that's awesome and um yeah uh y'all check her out um she has some of her um like little snips of her speaking on um instagram it's very very um very great to hear her speak uh she's very talented at it so um y'all go check her out and guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast today and carrie thank you so much for being my guest today um sorry i had to cancel last week but um i'm glad that you decided to come on today and share your story it's been wonderful yeah appreciate it thank you so much all right guys well i'm gonna wrap it up um like i said thanks for coming in and listening guys and if um any of you want to uh donate to her episode you know where the link is you know how to do it and um anchor we also have a cash out um that is uh, directed with or attached to the podcast i'll put that um in the link in the bio so um thank you guys have a great day and have a wonderful tomorrow and i'll talk to you on the next podcast bye guys